Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse. It is our podcast about business networking and ideas. And I love the fact that each episode we get to talk about one of our members and their business, the thing that is um, a passion project for them, or it's their calling or their product or whatever it is. And this episode, I am joined by Taryn, but I'll let you fully introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Taryn Loxo. Uh, my business is Unlocking Your Potential, and I am a leadership and life coach. I, You are newer to our chapter, yeah. um, and people are already so enamored with what you do because as small business owners, we all struggle. You have to be a leader in your own business, and Absolutely. it's hard to be a leader in your own business. I mean, you know what you do, and you know what you want to do or the products that you're selling. But having to be a leader in your business, I think, is so hard. It is one of the hardest because you're having to show up. You're your own committee. You're your president. You're it, every every aspect of the role of a solopreneur is is all on me or whoever. And mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, it's, it's tough. So I know I, that um, you know, as I have one to ones with people, or you know, as we have conversations, that um, it's been. Very well received that you're part of our group. Plus, I mean, you're pretty damn good at what you do. So there's that. Um, So you've been in business for how long? Um, About three years. Okay. Yeah. But you've only been in BNI for? Since March. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Like, I've never been in an in-person meeting yet. Wow. That's really crazy. Yeah. So when when Taryn joined... um, all the COVID-19 stuff had hit. And so we moved on to virtual meetings. And so you don't know about the features and benefits of meeting in person. No, the the handshakes, like what are those? Do we yeah, even remember? Like, now it's like fist pump and elbows <laughs> flapping and things like that. Um, so what have you found in your short time with BNI? What do you like overall about BNI? What I'm picking up in just via the Zoom environment is that it's, it's welcoming. Like there's encouragement. I love in the chat is just like, oh my gosh, congratulations or way to go or so-and-so did this. And it's just, I already sense the family of connection in our chapter. It's, mm-hmm. which it's is an, a perfect dovetail then into what you like about, you know, you haven't been in BNI for a long enough time to necessarily go to other chapters and right. see what those experiences are. But that was my next question is what you like about our chapter in particular. Yeah, everyone is supportive of the, um, I, I want to say like, when we do our commercials and we share what we're up to, there is encouragement and there's laughter and there's antics and funny. Like mm-hmm. that's our chapter is just there's an openness and vulnerability. Be yourself, come mm-hmm. as you are, and you're going to be supportive. Very much, very much. Good. I mean, that's, I think, what we want to be known as. Um, as a chapter, our yeah. personality. So the words like, know, and trust are mm-hmm. the words that you hear oft repeated in our meetings um, as associated with BNI. And so what would you say are three words that are associated with you? With me, um, I not to steal BNI's words, but that is what I hold dear is like, if somebody knows, likes, and trusts me, they're going to share their secrets with me as a coach. Like I create that confidential space and we invite in vulnerability and authenticity. And they're only going to bring that if they know, like, and trust me. So that's, I would say those and, um, 
confidence and courage and calm and spiciness, like all of those go into it, but mm-hmm. the first three. Well, and I also appreciate, you know, when you've done your eight minute presentation, you talk about the fact that you've gone on your own journey. So this is not, you're not sitting behind some kind of a um, lectern, you know, preaching <laughs> to people. You're like, oh, girl. Living like, it. Right. And so that brings that authenticity that you're talking about so that, you know, you've been there, you have, you know, you still work with some of these things. And um, so I think that really makes a difference. Yeah, it's it's um, a constant inside game. Um, when I'm putting myself out there in my business, I'm getting hijacked by my own inner critics. And that's one of the big things I'm helping my clients with is what's getting in your way of shining in your full light and brilliance. And um, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I, when I think about everything that it took for me to get here, there's so many gifts in the life I've led that opened up the door to coaching for me, and I'm grateful for them. Well, and, and not all of ones. them probably seemed like gifts at the time. Oh, heck no. No. So, I mean, I think that's an important distinction for people to realize that the thing that you may think was an obstacle or the thing that you may see was like a disaster or a failure actually made way for something that was so much better. Absolutely. So I think that's great. So um, tell me tell me something that people don't necessarily know about you. Um, I know you're a sporty spice. I am sporty. Yeah. I, I can go backpacking for 12 days without taking a shower. So I've done that around Mount you're Rainier. You're also a spicy spice. So yeah, so I'm sporty. I love mountaineering, um, sailing. um, And uh, I also love there's a princess value in me. So I like a good, you know, day at the spa or, um, I also take ballet. So that's something fun that I have picked up in the last couple of years of my life that I thought when I was five, I liked it and then set it off on the But back for different reasons. I mean, people, yeah. there are football players that take ballet. I mean, especially if you're into hiking and mountaineering and doing that kind of thing, you know, you have to be very precise. You have to literally be able to pivot on a dime and you also have to have strength and, you know, that balance and all of that. So, you know, when I was little, I took ballet and I always talk about how my life like pretty much went downhill after second grade because I had my first uh, last and only ballet recital. Oh, And it was also the year I had my first Holy Communion and I modeled in a little like um, um, fashion show at like our club or something. It was a big year and it's never gone back to that point. (laughs) But why I took ballet at that time was, you know, like every little girl took ballet and like whatever. Well, and you got to wear pretty tutus. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It was only once. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. That time my mother was the saboteur. So I'm Mm, just saying. Um, Share with me what you would say is your most frequently asked question. Um, Oh. I know what I think it would be. Yeah. Um, I just had to remember what it was. Um, What is the difference between coaching and therapy? So people are like, well, what do you – you know, I can – you know, pay a copay and go see a therapist. So right. what's the difference? Well, and there's so many words that are used right now between therapist, counselor, consultant, um, coach, all of that. And so I know that if you're in any of those industries, you have to be very specific about yeah. what the intention is. So we can talk about that when we yeah. get into the meat of our of our Let's talk here. It. 
So the most single most important question of the interview, what's your favorite curse word? The F-bomb. Okay. Why? Just say it. This is your moment. It's going to be bleeped out. <laughs> go Taryn. There we go. See? Oh, my god. It feels so good to it say it. It feels so good to say it. Well, um, it's my favorite question. It's, it's a good one. It's pretty much everybody's favorite curse word. And um, sadly, there are some people in our chapter that don't curse. I know. I mean, good for them. It takes a lot of filtering not not to drop those words. And this is why I have no filter. <laughs> and, it's, and I love it, Stacey, because you get to you are showing up in your full authentic self. And that's what people are gravitating towards. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I try. And, you know, that's something that I know you work with people on. So we're going to get into more specifics about that. Actually, we're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we will talk with Taryn Lexo of Unlocking Your Potential. Experience for yourself the power of know, like, and trust through BNI. You'll learn more about yourself, your business, and other small business professionals through weekly networking meetings. BNI is an international networking organization that promotes giver's gain. By giving referrals to other members, you'll get the same in return, plus credibility from your clients for being a trusted partner they can rely on. To learn more, go to BNI.com. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am sitting here with Taryn, and Taryn is a leadership coach. And what I love about what you do is it's a leadership coach for people that very often don't think they're leaders. I mean, really, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not leading a big team, oftentimes it gets missed if you're a leader or not. You're like, I'm not a leader. Right. And what people don't realize is, let's say you are a, a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And you're leading, you know, your little troop little of ducklings. Pickles. Exactly. Or you're leading your household or, you know, you're involved in volunteer work that you do and you don't see yourself as a leader. Or then as you um, maybe have your own business or you're a part of another business. Every single person is a leader. We are leading ourselves every day when we get up out of bed. What is the next action I'm going to take? What is the purpose of doing this action? So when we are strong and confident in ourselves and leading ourselves in a way that aligns to our values and our purpose, then we can go and lead in every aspect of our life. Something that you talk a lot about is this idea of the self-talk that we have. Yeah. The, the inner saboteur and inner critic. inner critic and all of that. So talk to me about that. I love this topic. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for bringing it up. So we, um, as a human society, we, we have a running dialogue going in our head almost all the time. Um, and just this morning, I came across this like fantastic video about this woman who um, wakes up in the morning and she has a conversation with her inner team. And it's her in all these different forms. One is anxiety, one is depression, one is um, social anxiety. And she has a conversations about how she's going to show up in the day by checking in with all of these. So those are- I love that. And it was hilarious. I was like, I am so going to use this video That's because- so great. I mean, and, and it's funny because when you said your team, I automatically went to like practical, like, okay, my inner like- the washy, wishy-washy washerwoman, like the mother, the wife, like I went to roles. Yes. And not thinking about like that all of those aspects that you're talking about are part of your team. Their team. And they start making decisions for you that may not be aligned to what you really want. 
So it's getting um, really clear about what role they used to play in your life and how do you want them to still be showing up in your boardroom um, of your mind. And maybe sometimes you need to fire one of them. Like I have a really judgy McJudge that I like to call because he likes to judge everything. Judge about myself. Oh, you're not doing enough. And judging other people like, you know, that person might be doing that wrong, especially in my relationship. Like I know I can do it better than that. Right, right. I love that you've assigned like names. Well, names and gender. Like yes, I, I think that's that's awesome. It makes it fun, and then you can say, "Oh, hey, Judgy McJudge. Oh, you're showing up here. You know, I don't really want your opinion today. Thanks. Go away." I do something similar when um, I think Pete's being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Prissy Prisington. Yeah, because he gets all like you know, kind of righteous and church lady on me. And I'm like, oh, look. And then um, when he's had a lot to drink, I call him um, Petey the belligerent elf. (laughs) Yeah. So fun facts. (laughs) Um, Let's go back for a minute. Yeah. So we talked about um, the idea that there are consultants, there are coaches, there are therapists, there are counselors, all of those things. So you specifically are a coach. So let's first talk about why you call yourself a coach or what training or whatever, how you get to be a coach. Yeah. Um, I call myself a coach because I am my client's cheerleader. I hold the vision that sometimes they can't see for themselves. So I am at that 10,000 foot level and I'm saying, okay, here's where we're going and here's how we're going to get there. And it's not necessarily about going into the backstory. It's what's here right now and what are some tips and tricks I can give my clients so that they are going after that goal. Is it, you know, they're trying to make the touchdown or they're trying to land their next career or pivot careers, whatever that is. It's like I'm holding that vision for them and we're going forward. We're not going backwards. Interesting, because you so often hear about, you know, oh, you've got to go back in order to move forward, which you do. But what you're saying is not with me. That's not what I do. And there may be some things that have led up to why this is reoccurring. But while you're maybe working on that or acknowledging it, we're going to move on because you've got to pull yourself up and you've got to you can't limit your beliefs. And that's exactly it, Stacey. It's limiting beliefs that have gotten created from our past. And we start um, dissecting them going like, and how is that belief limiting your actions today? So it's about what's happening today and where do you want to go in the future? Interesting. Okay. So as a leadership coach then, what, what skills do you bring to it? Describe how you are. Well, I like to bring my, um, humor into coaching just because it's it makes it a little easier to talk about the harder stuff when mm-hmm. it can get so dark and dreary sometimes. So um, I like to bring in humor and a little sass and a lot of playfulness um, wrapped up in a big bow of compassion and heart. So um, holding really big space for whatever is happening right now. And it can be it can be dark sometimes mm-hmm. of where somebody's at and just holding the space for them. I think that's so cool. I love that idea. I'm, you know, of course I'm sitting here like, hmm, I haven't used her yet, but I'm probably gonna need to <laughs> probably gonna need to do something here. Um I just think that so many of us don't have someone to hold space and to yeah. think about that growth piece. And so often the growth is based on something that is quantitative. And what you're offering is 
is both you're going to see the results in a quantitative way, but it's really a qualitative journey. Yes. And the, the qualitative is like really honing in on what your values are. And when you know what values are, like maybe you really like to only want to work 30 hours a week. That's a value because you value your time and you don't want to be working and being a slave to corporate. So once we get it, then that helps a person get really clear about what career they want to go after. Okay, I'm not going to go work for a company that's going to require to work 60 hours a week. And then that becomes the the quantitative like, okay, now I've landed myself a job where I have work-life balance. And and th- I think people get too wrapped up in like what they think they should do and those kinds of things. And they don't realize that if you put it out there and you set what it is that you're looking for, you can make that happen. Setting your intentions and verbalizing them allows yourself to be more conscious of when those opportunities actually open up for you. You like if you're not articulating what you want, how do you even know where which door to open? Right. Well, and so that's where you come in. So what kind of training do you go through in order to do this? I'm assuming that you're not like how all of the little league dads are like, I'm your coach now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell me like when you you ask me about training, like how I take my clients through that process. Well, I want to talk about that. But okay. first, um, I think people would be curious to know what training you have to go through in order to. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, well, I spent a few years um, with the CTI organization, Coaching Training Institute. They're one of the gold standards of the coaching industry. And actually, they partnered with the International Coaching Federation to design the credentials for what qualifies as a coach to get the certification. Got it. So I went through their training, um, then got certified, and now I'm in their leadership program. And so of you are. It's, it's a fun. Yeah. I like when I go in, I go all in just how I'm wired. Um, and it's really about a sense of um, their model is called coactive, where you are um, with something. So you're being, you process your emotions or process your thoughts and your values and how does it feel in your body. So it's not just about what our head is thinking. It's actually our bodies inform us about so much. Um, like, does your gut feel like it's in knots right now? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to let you know like whether or not this is something that you want to be doing. Is your heart, where does it feel here? How does it feel in your shoulders? So there's a lot of like co of just being with okay. what's here. And then you have to take action. You're not going to go anywhere unless you do that thing that's a scary edge that you're going to cross. And so as a coach, I'm, tell- I'm, I'm pushing them past their comfort zone. Like, okay, okay, all right, you want to go after that job? Okay, that's great. You're going to need to go put your resume out or you're going to connect on LinkedIn to these 10 people. 10 people? Yeah, 10 people. Right. That's what it's going to take. And they can always say yes, no, or counter offer. Like, okay, I won't do 10, but I will do five. They might surprise me and go, okay, no, I'm actually going to do 15. I mean, it's it's essentially – um, batting practice, right? Yeah. So it's just getting comfortable and having muscle memory so that you can do those things that it's, you know, it's practice and it's that hard work and you're helping with that and encouraging to make sure like, by the way, it's worth practicing a little bit all the time so that it, be can, it can really become muscle memory. 
Absolutely. I mean, I just just today I was working with a client and she's going to go into some mediation. And so we practiced verbally what it would like to say the one statement that's going to keep her calm and collected and not blow, you know, up in the in the conversation. And so that's her practice. I gave her homework. I go, every single time you do something, you're going to say this statement. And she's like, all right, I got it. That's so cool. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about then the process that you go through with your clients to help them. HR is challenging when you operate a small business. There's employment law, hiring, creating a welcoming workplace, and more. With 20 years of HR experience, Jennifer Harris of Look Within HR Consulting provides guidance, coaching, and consultation to professional small businesses with customized HR solutions and on-call HR services. Go to lookwithinhr.com to schedule a complimentary 30-minute call to see how Jennifer can meet your HR needs. Look Within HR, helping clients achieve their business goals through the lens of their people. Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. I am here with Taryn. And so Taryn has been talking about what she does as a leadership coach, the training and certification that you've gone through in order to do that. And what I am curious about is if a client decides to work with you, what does the process look like? What are the steps that you go through? Well, I, I like to say like it's a process and, and it's not a formula because um, in a lot of instances, I dance in the moment of what's being presented. But in general, I love to talk about because um, the, the big thing that seems to get in people's way is those inner critics and what I call saboteurs. So really getting clear about who is on their inner team that's keeping them from reaching their goals. So digging into that, um, I actually have like a seven-week program that we dive deep into all like the top 10 saboteurs that could be impacting somebody's life. And they're fairly universal. So that's something I roll into the coaching that I do. And um, we also build up the inner leader qualities. So we start identifying who their internal captain is, the person that are the energy or thought patterns that is coming from their intuition and their heart versus the reptilian part of their brain. Mm. So we we do some visioning exercises that are a lot of fun that help discover who that inner voice is. Inner I love leader. that. It's like it's like if you're alone with yourself and you got to say like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're like 50. And so you think that, you know, that isn't an apropos question anymore. And yet it's like, okay, nobody's listening. Like just what's the thing that uh, makes your tail wag? Oh, I love that, Stacey. Makes your tail wag. Mm-hmm. That is, I'm going to, I'm going to borrow it's that. Because it's a, it's something that you're not even thinking about. I mean, obviously yeah. when a dog wags its tail, right? It's just not super even. Super excited. Super excited. And it's not thinking about it. It's just a, a really a visceral reaction. Yeah. And when you when you actually give yourself permission, not many of us do, uh, to give ourselves permission of really just like, if there's no money, if there's no time constraints, what is it that I would want in my life right now? Okay. So we find our, um, our voice. voices in our head. Yeah. Voices in our head <laughs> and in our heart. Mom and insecurity and ego mm-hmm. and, or that, that first grade teacher or, or right. yeah. my brother saying you shouldn't wear makeup. You know, the bully. Things. Right. Yeah. And then we we go ahead and we dream and we envision. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the process. Okay. And once all of those voices in our head are cleared out, what do we have room for then in our visions? We get to start setting goals and we get to understand what our why is. Like why am I even on this journey and what is it that I want to go after? 
And how does that make you feel? So a lot of big questions and they start getting into how it was going to make them feel. So we tap into emotions. Um, If you think of like the compass rose or you've got your north, east, south, and west. Mm -hmm. So the east is the emotions. We are emotional beings. Um, If you think of a piano keyboard, there's 88 keys. Mm -hmm. You've got your high notes and your low notes and your middle notes. Most of us play in this middle note range. And part of my role is to help them expand their musical range and tap into their high and low range. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love analogy and metaphor. I and know. I live in metaphors. Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> tell me more about the high and low notes. I can tell you that when I uh, sing, it's very screechy. <laughs> Rock on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's awesome. Um, are there more steps? Um, well, we. I think I already talked about we set our goals and then, of course, we take our action. So we can't move forward unless we say we're going to do something and cross that scary edge. Fascinating. So let's say – you're in your 30s, um, you haven't really, you're full of potential and and there's things that you've done, but they constantly feel like there's an obstacle or a roadblock or something like that. And, um, and so you're kind of stuck in like an okay, whatever. Um, you know, what then do you, like, if the person thinks, well, I'd be really good at, you know, Maybe I want to be a lifeguard, Um, you know. So are those the kinds of things then that when someone shares that with you, do do you take it literally or do you kind of look at, okay, what does that mean? Like really? Are you sure you're not already a coach, Stacey? I I am. I No, I am not a coach already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So in that, um, just because those are some of the things you start getting curious, like that's the first place I'm like, what is it about being a lifeguard? you love. And they might say, well, I love sitting out in the sun all day. Or I love helping humans if they're in a crisis and they've fallen into the deep end. Okay. So that tells me you've got a value of being in service or you have a value of relaxing in the sun. And that helps kind of go like, okay, this is something that's important to you. Interesting. Yeah. That's, um, that's like complex thing to go through. And, um, so having somebody to help you navigate it, because so many of us don't take the time to figure out what we want to be when we grow up, we find that we're already like doing it or doing something. And in the absence of introspection, it's like, well, I guess this is it. Yeah. And we follow a lot of shoulds. I should be this because somebody thinks it'll make a lot of money. So um, another phrase that is out in the coaching community is when we should all over ourselves. Oh, I love that. Yes. And when we sit in the should, it starts stinking. (laughs) Okay. There are so many puns that you can just, like, yeah, that should stinks. Okay. I love Mm -hmm. that. Really, anybody at any, like, age and stage can work with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's – Teenagers. I I was going to say, like teenagers that are trying to think, okay, what do I want to do? And, you know, sometimes that's it's early to think about it. But on the other hand, college is so expensive that just like, should I even go to college? Or maybe I meant to do something like take a year off. Or maybe I meant to like, why spend the money on, you know, one kind of college when I can get something else and and take a little more time to figure out what I want to do? Or, of course, because it's always about me. I have two kids that, you know, are in college and trying to figure out what they want to do. So 
sounds like, you know, that would be it a prov- great thing. Yeah, it provides clarity at any point. Like um, I've, I've got a, uh, a bonus child right now getting ready to apply for colleges. And um, it doesn't work necessarily with your own family. Of course. Um, so, but in, in that case, I would be like, so what is it that you're passionate about? Like, do you want to be close to the water so you can go sailing? Well, that's going to help define what college you might want to go to. It may it might not be in the Midwest where, well, there, there's some lakes out there. So yeah, maybe you could do some sailing right. in that area. But right. it helps get clear on what choice of college or do you even want to go to college? Right. And that there's so many possibilities. And so, you know, not only can you help then with somebody that's at the beginning of that journey, but, you know, let's say, I don't know, you're a 50-year-old woman that's living outside of Seattle and that is, you know, contemplating like, okay, I'm starting to be an empty nester and, you know, what's next? And I have so many friends in my friend group that are, you know, well, I could sub at the school or I could, you know, do these things. And it's not necessarily their passion, but it's, it's the path of least resistance. One of my favorite questions to ask um, clients when I'm onboarding them are, what are your top three peak experiences in your life? The things that just lit you up. Because that's going to be the first place that we start learning about what it is that ignites them. My ballet recital, uh-huh. my fashion show, not my first communion, but definitely taking pictures of mud and fashioning it into dog poop at the first communion party. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> so like that getting messy, like what, what, and where are you bringing messy into your life? Everywhere. <laughs> I am just shitting all over myself. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a quick break. With over 270,000 members in over 9,500 chapters across 70 countries, BNI is the world's leading business networking and referral organization. To learn more about BNI and what it can do for your business, go to BNI.com. There, you'll find answers to frequently asked questions, and you can locate a chapter to visit or join that suits you and your business. Again, that's BNI.com. Let's say somebody is in some kind of a transition period. Um, You know, whatever it is that they're going through, it could be a job change, it could be a career change, it could be um, a relationship change, whatever it is. At what point, A, when should they be contacting you? I mean, obviously, like when they realize they're going through a, a switch. And what are the things, like if they're going to work with you, what do they need to be thinking about? What, where do they need to be? Um, well, the easy answer is everybody could use a coach. So that's like the simple answer. Um, but, but usually people will reach out to me when they are starting to feel disengaged or frustrated or they've been out of work and they need to get a job. Um, so that's typically when um, I'll be engaged. They're like, okay, what I'm doing now isn't working for me. Um, it's causing me a lot of stress, and anxiety, or I'm overwhelmed um, and angry. So like those will be the typical things that will trigger um, and then while they are um, wanting to work with me, I, I need to make sure that they're committed to this process. And it's not just, I'm going to call you up and talk with you for an hour and I'm good and I'm out of here, right? Right. It's, it's, a, it's a process. You're committing to changing yourself. I'm here holding space and they need to be willing to do it and to set the time aside and make it a priority. Like just like you go to the dentist to take care of your teeth or you go to your doctor to get, you know, your heart and cholesterol. This is a commitment you're making to yourself because you want to make the change. So right. I'm asking brush, for 
you've got to brush your teeth every day. Absolutely. You can't just go in twice a year and be like, we good. good. Yeah, Yeah. we're good. Yeah. So it's it's a continual process. I love working with my clients bi-weekly. Every other week we check in, we have our time together. About 45 minutes uh, is my session time. And I, I, less than six months doesn't feel like it's enough time um, to really start making the the neural pathway changes of behavior that's not, that's needed. Interesting. Okay. So then on average, people are meeting for about 45 minutes every other week once they enlist and they're working with you. Yeah. That's, I mean, my head is just spinning with people that can, I'm like, okay, me and then like, okay, and then <laughs> and this person and that person, but I won't name names. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's yeah. the best way? Um, I'm sort of easy to find. So my last name's a little different. It's L-A-A-K-S-O. And so when I found the name of my company, Unlocking Your Potential, it's not spelled like the typical lock. It's U-N-L-A-A-K, unlock, I-N-G, yourpotential.com. Okay. So, and it's not unlocking. <laughs> nope. It's like a lock. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah. And do you have a Facebook page? I have Facebook. I um, have a stronger presence on LinkedIn just because in that career space, that's where a lot of my ideal clients are. Um, And I have my own website. Awesome. Okay. So if people are interested in identifying all of their team and figuring out their saboteurs and starting to create a vision, create some goals and action items that they can move on from, then you're their girl, woman. I am person. their I am their coach. I am I'm going to be coach. their sherpa to take them on their mountain journey that I they want to go. And yeah. you know, you are a mountaineer, so that totally makes That's sense. Right. You've been there, done that. Yeah. And I always offer a 30-minute free complimentary coaching session. So, um a big piece for me is building that rapport and um ensuring that I want to work with this person and that they want to work with me. It's important. Like I there's lots of leadership coaches out there. I am not going to lie. There's a lot. And it just has to be the right fit. Right. You need to have fun with your Sherpa. Yeah. I mean, it's And we're going to eat Snicker bars and have a really good time along my journey. I have to say, when you talked about how you um, went up Rainier and you talked about having a Snicker bar and you were so excited, I was like, I like that girl. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, yes, a Snicker bar. Snickers are important. Well, they're really satisfying. They are. Well, thank you, (laughs) Taryn, for joining me and being on the Plateau Partners Pulse. It is always so fun talking about um, our businesses, talking about how we network and expand and grow and all the ideas that we share and we get from it. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Stacey. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Join us next time when we feature another one of our Plateau Partners members and their businesses.